Hi everybody, it's Andy here. This is the Atheism UK podcast, and we've got Rich. Yes, we've got cups of tea as well. For, Hello, uh, yeah. hi everyone. Our, our <laughs> chat today, um, Pratt, and I don't mean that. that personal. personal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. Pratt arguments we're talking about today. Uh, just so you know, that's point refuted a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> or previously refuted a thousand times. Previously, like, like, yeah. yeah. I think I, I like I like previously rather than point, simply because it does sort of clarifies the fact that we have spoken about this a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So, Ember, do you want to sort of kick this off and just uh, give us a bit of a little bit of a breakdown on this? Sure, yeah, such a lovely word and nice to be able to use Pratt in a, in a, in a real context, isn't it? So absolutely love it. Do look it up, though, as um, it, what it means apart from what we're saying, because it's not what people think it actually means. Yeah. Anyway, as you've just been saying, yes, previously refuted a thousand times. Actually, that's that's not quite quite right. I think we should change the acronym because it's millions and millions of times. Stop, stop, thousands of times. So we're talking about uh, biblical scripture or any 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 sort of scripture or religious claims that atheists again and again and again have given evidence and and shown evidence to people who keep supporting this evidence despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Uh, that's why we call it previous refuted a thousand times. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest ones for me is when people say the Bible is the word of God. And it's been shown time and time again with evidence that's so overwhelming it's not true. Actually, it is true. But um, historians, theologians, and by theologians, I don't mean religious people, I mean people who actually study theology, they stu study scripture, they study the history of, of the scripture. We know that things like the Bible are not the word of God. They are man-made. And all the evidence that atheists and historians and scientific, scientific community provides to people who keep saying it's the word of God and it's, it's divinely inspired, they just won't listen. This is why we keep saying Pratt. Uh, so uh, I know, Rich, you've got thousands of examples. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yourself. So do you do you want to oh, give yeah, an well, example of that? Here, here's here's one that will make you groan. Um, this one is uh, one of the many creationist or anti-evolution arguments that's out there. Uh, if we come from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? Um, that's that is one of my absolute favourites, and you know, and we know how to debunk that because it has been debunked so many times. You know, we don't come from monkeys; we share a common ancestor with modern day monkeys. And if you actually look at the um, history um, of the evolution of our of our combined species, we are in the same branch of the evolutionary tree um, as um, old world monkeys, new world monkeys. In fact, if you go back, you eventually you're part of that one evolutionary uh, bush. Um, it's it's the, it the, the great apes, isn't it? Yeah. The, th the thing that uh, I think it'd be good to point out, though, is a lot of this does come from ignorance. And when we say ignorance, we're not talking about you're ignorant, you know, you're stupid and ignorant and things like that. Ignorance, ignorance is, is you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, ignorance and stupidity are two very, very different yeah. things. Yeah. And I think I mean, we've people got to who say that, that aren't, you know, I'd like, I'm, I'm, I want to be charitable, aren't stupid. What they've, what, what's happened is that they've been told this and they regurgitate this. And, and on the face, on face value, it sort of makes sense to them. If they're, if they're religious and creationists, that sort of thing, sort of makes some sort of sense, you know. If we come from monkeys, why are they still monkeys? You know, there must be monkeys, and then we. But, so, in some ways, it sort of makes sense if you don't understand evolution, if you've never studied evolution or even read a book about it. Mm. So, it's it is ignorance from that that point of view. But the problem that we get is that it isn't just people who are ignorant of that that point of view or that that concept. These things are often spoken about by people who 
know, as you say, they it's been refuted to their face. It's been refuted. Yes. They've been shown the evidence and then they still carry on with it because it sound, it's a good trope. You know, mm. it's a good, yeah. it's a good phrase and it, and it convinces people who are ignorant of things like evolution, which yeah, is, and in, and in fact, the majority of the, in fact, of, of a majority of the big name, um, the big name uh, apologists out there, you know, I, I have seen debates where William Lane Craig has been thoroughly debunked on the cosmological argument. And I do mean thoroughly debunked on the cosmological argument. And then a couple of months later, he appears on a stage with someone else and just repeats the argument yeah. that was debunked to his face, um, you know, only a couple of months beforehand. I've seen other individuals like Ken Ham of the uh, Answers in Genesis um, fame regurgitate arguments that I have seen him have debunked again to his face. Yeah. Although I want to give him one small credit, he does have a uh, a section now on his website, um, which is arguments that creationists shouldn't use, because they have been so thoroughly debunked. But there are others that have been just as thoroughly debunked, which he's still using. Yeah. Now, is that willful ignorance or is yeah. that dishonesty? Well, it was dishonesty. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, them, argument, it's the arguments that creationists shouldn't use are, are all of them. Well, all of them, yes. All <laughs> of them. <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting coming at this from a, a psychological point of view. Uh, people like Ken Ham, as you, you said, Rich, you know, you've seen it again and again and again. Um, just, you know, for people watching, just go on YouTube and you'll see um, debate after debate on the same question, the same topic, where he's thoroughly trounced, uh, and then he just comes back and does another one. Um, and he claims and victory. And yeah, he claims we, victory. But we, were saying, we were saying earlier, weren't we, um, they're making a living out of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, the thing that occurs to me, who people keep doing the same things again and don't learn anything, they're displaying psychopathic traits. It is it is very very weird. Um, psychopaths don't have any sort of remorse. They don't mm. have any 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 guilt. They, they they just go on and do exactly the same thing. Have no shame whatsoever. So that's quite an interesting one, uh, an angle to come come at this from. But I'm, I'm not going to go into that, obviously. Oh, I don't um, know. Let's 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 explore. This. <laughs> no, 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 not today, because we'll get way 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 off the, the, off the track, <laughs> and we might find out we. We've got psychopathic trends as well, so let's well, not go down that road. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. Uh, yeah. But at least we can admit um, Sorry, sorry, Rachel. Didn't mean to jump over here. No. Sorry, carry on. No, no. But, but this is the thing, though. At least we know what they are, and at least we could admit it, and we can try and do something about it. Hmm. But, um, uh, but as I say, one of the things that really gets me about that trait, going back to Ken Ham, actually, yeah, the Ken Ham um bill nye debate that happened now a few years ago uh that question which was asked by one of our team actually who was at the debate and they he actually asked she actually asked um what would change your mind and um bill nye said a piece of evidence you know just one piece of evidence that was actually convincing would change my mind and ken ham got got up and said nothing will ever convince me that the word of god is not true that is the ultimate of closed-mindedness and the ultimate willful ignorance. Yeah. It, it um, sort of proves that they're not seeking truth. They have no, no not. concept of actually finding truth. Because they think they've already got it, and nothing will, nothing is allowed yeah. to contradict it. But when you start talking to ordinary, everyday people who have fallen for this trap, you do get these Pratt arguments coming up and the vast, vast majority of them. And it's incredibly boring for us, you know, going again, throw back to our debate, our, um, our podcast on, uh, on what, what is debate worth it, which, um, you can find the link on our channel. Um, you know, we get incredibly bored and frustrated when we keep having these arguments thrown up at us 
because it's oh my god, not the argument from monkeys again, or the second law of thermodynamics from people who don't even know what the laws of thermodynamics actually are, you know, let alone knowing the specifics of that one law of thermodynamics, which actually doesn't disprove evolution at all. No. Um, but you can go into the details of what you mean by closed system, what you mean by disorder and entropy and all that stuff. And it bounces off them because it's not, they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to seek out any other information. Um, I was talking to, I was talking to a, a, an ex Jehovah's witness um, a while back and, um, and he actually, and he actually said to me, I literally was not allowed to read anything that contradicted anything that came out of the Watchtower Society. Mm. We weren't allowed to read it. We weren't allowed to learn about it. So that, um, you know, and he said, you know, when, when, when he used to knock on doors and people would raise these objections, he was told he wasn't to listen to those objections, but just to carry on with the script. Mm. And the thing is, you know, a few well-placed questions can throw people right off that script. But yeah, so um, you know, why are there still monkeys? Second law of thermodynamics. Um, you can't be again. Going back to the previous episode on morality, you know, you can't be good unless you um, believe in God. Well, we we basically stripped that apart, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and didn't we? I mean, there Indeed. are there are so many of these, and it's not just in in religion; it's in other forms of um, unskeptical thinking as well. I mean, take people like the the, the moon landing deniers, um, or, or or the uh, the global warming deniers. Um, you know, whilst I don't flat want to earthers. go in flat earthers, whilst I don't want to go in and talk about those particular forms of denialism, but I've I've actually been there where I've sat down next to somebody. Who was an atheist, but was a was a um, climate change denier, and no matter what I said to him, in terms of the evidence that's been produced, he just said, "Oh, you're just a warmist," hmm. as if we were the one. Yeah, warm, that was the phrase he used: warmists. Yeah, I've had this when I've been um, lecturing on evolutionary psychology. Mm. And there's always a few hands go up and say, um, but my religious elders uh, say that that's not the case with uh, monkeys. And also the earth is only 4,000 years old. So how can that possibly be? Um, and I take the time to actually sit down with a, a little, little group of them afterwards. And I get a big sheet of paper out and I draw um, uh, my version of an evolutionary tree to show how how this, this thing actually, actually works, mm. and it just you no know, straight over the top, and then next week, a couple of them come back and say, "No, I had a had a word with my church elders, and I said you're wrong." So, oh, oh that's all right. What, what, can oh, that's all right. <laughs> what can I do? You just your church you elders are wrong. Them. No, your church yeah. elders are wrong. And, yeah. you know, I've demonstrated that you're, yeah, um, I think I've mentioned it before, you know, these people go into send mode rather than receive mode. But I, I do sometimes want, you know, and I do sometimes wonder if they even have a receive mode, if the person that they're talking to is not one of their church people. Um, you know, it, and it, it, it is, it is brainwashing, it, you know, there's no other word. I know that that's a very controversial, within the psychological field, I know that's a very uh, controversial um, term. Yeah, we, but, we just use the uh, colloquial. Concept, yeah, we'll just use the colloquial term this time. But what do you do with that? I mean, what you know? What do you, I mean, Mark? I'm, I mean, I know that you do teach. I mean, I teach, but I don't teach anything that um, that this particular topic falls into, except actually for a few um, technical uh, things around criminological theory um, and things like the broken windows theory, which I use as scare quotes. Um, but, um, but you, you know, when you're talking to people about actual science, you know, how many of these people do you get a year? Oh, um, it could be several hundred. 
Really? So, uh, yeah. And, I, and I'll say, what what's that on your desk there? You've got a pile of textbooks, and it's all the latest uh, scientific research. Uh, and the bit we're studying now is evolutionary psychology. All the references in there are just a couple of years old. It's all backed up by science. Uh, and you're you're going back to your church elders and then who know nothing and, about this themselves and telling me that uh, well well why are you paying for this course what what's the point of you studying this course if you're just going to listen to your church elders so it's it's just sticking fingers in, in in ears why would you listen to your church elders rather than uh, get an education at a university i you know what's the point of coming to university if you're just listening to your church elders well what do they say to that when you ask them it just seems to go in one ear and out the other. Yeah, and and this is the reason why we have to keep refuting these arguments because, um, you know, and we we talk about planting seeds, and sometimes you may have planted a few seeds in a couple of the those individuals that you've spoken to. They may follow it up, they may not. Um, but uh, I, I remember, I remember uh, there was a there was a wonderful. Um, meme that was put up a little while ago said in my day people who denied science we called them we called that failing <laughs> uh, uh, when it came to their science classes so the, these these arguments are are everywhere and they and they say they keep coming up i mean i've got um i've got a, i've got a load more examples so um you know just before you go on to those examples rich you, oh. know, you, you were talking about um William Lane Craig, mm. Mm. and uh, one of the you, you talked about he's been refuted time and time again, again to his face in lectures or mm. in discussion. In, yeah. um, one of the best ones that you can find on the internet is one with Sean Carroll. Yes, which we've linked to that before. I think. Yeah, we, always, we have linked to that worth, before. It is such a glorious thing. I think we should link to it again. Yeah, you see, the, 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 and the, and the thing is, I mean, he, you know, you know, in debate, if you if you're not used to this, if you in debate, you have you know openers, both personers, like you know, fifteen minutes or whatever it is, um, and then they'll rebut, and then questions after that, you know, and it's, it goes to and fro. And William Lane Craig did his spiel, you know, his sales spiel for his book and all that sort of thing. Because mm. um, he, he wrote the book, The Cosmological Argument, The Kalam Cosmological Argument. And uh, so he went through his open and then Sean Carroll came back in. And within probably about seven or eight sentences, completely rebutted it. I mean, mm. totally professionally and scientifically completely rebutted it. Yeah. In his opening statement. Yeah, yeah. And even though... He rebutted every every single point straight off the bat. When William Rank Lane Craig came back, he just carried on as if he had heard nothing. And it, you, you've got to you've got to take your hat off to him some in some ways because it is like it is completely blinkered. He has a book to sell. Uh, they make a lot of money out of this. You know, people like Ken Ham and uh, and that sort of thing. They they make a lot of they make a lot of cash out of this. A lot, and, and this is this is the thing that I think people who take their side need to understand. They're not doing it because they have an argument for God. They don't have it, it, there is no argument for God. What they have is a cash cow, and you know it's a bit like Deepak Chopra and all those those sort of people. Um, you talk about the woo-woo side of life and, and things like that. Um, they they do this because they have a book to sell or a course to sell, and it, it, you've got to you've got to stop to think: is are they doing it for the right reasons? Because if they've been rebutted time and time again, then yeah. and they've not listened and they've not even looked into it, or you know all those sort of things, they do, they're not doing it. So again, to find that path of truth, they're doing it to fool you into the concept that you buy into, literally buy into, mm. for for the, just because God's a cash cow basically for them. I would like, I would like one of one of the debaters who go up against one of these individuals um, who have done their research on what has been refuted in 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 their in, in their faces. 
and actually ask the the William Lake Craigs or the Ken Hams or the Ray Comforts of this world. This was debunked in front of you with overwhelming evidence on this occasion, this occasion, this occasion, and this occasion. Why are you still using those same arguments which have effectively been disproven? Why are you still using them? And actually take that tech and actually ask them why they are still using these Pratt arguments. Why are you still using arguments? And actually actually ask them in the course of that debate, yeah. that particular question, rather than addressing the actual arguments they make, because they have been refuted so many times, actually ask them, why are you continuing to use this argument that has already been debunked and debunked multiple times to your face? But the one thing I, I, I sort of question is, if you've ever seen, I mean, if, you, if you've not seen someone like William Lane Craig, he's not a stupid man. No. You know, he's a very clever guy, you know, and he, he structures his arguments well. I mean, they're wrong, but he structures his arguments well, and he delivers things incredibly professionally. Mm. So the guy's not stupid. No. And, and, and to me, that what that's showing is that he knows that it's been debunked. Before he gets to the stand, before he does his next speech, he knows it's been debunked. And he knows that it's been debunked successfully on numerous occasions. And yet he still does it. So that's why, that's why you know, we've got to understand the reasons why he's doing it. It's not to prove God. It's to sell his book. Yeah. It's he's solid. a businessman. He's a yeah. businessman, and that, that uh, he, he needs followers. He wants people to join his uh, church, whatever you want to, to, to call it. Some of them do actually have churches, and that's big mm. money, certainly in the states. It really is massive yeah. amounts of money. Yeah, I mean, we um, do this because we uh, know what we're talking about. We enjoy it, and we don't need the money because we're all multi-millionaires anyway so you know we don't, we don't need need to sell, sell, sell books uh mm. which is why we do it because mm. and just to, say, just to let you know though guys you know i've have put all of this down in my latest book mm. only 24.99 for, yeah. <laughs> absolute bargain for christmas mm. absolutely yeah but uh, again uh but you know what william a craig will say because he's already said it he says but I have the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, someone which in, it, in his ear. Which in itself is another refuted argument. Yes. <laughs> but if we if we if we turn turn that around just just a little bit, um, sounds like a trivial example, but it's come up lots of times in in, in other podcasts we we we've done. When we asked for proof of of God, especially if the the Jehovah's Witnesses come around. Uh, their idea of evidence is just pointing to a tree in my garden. Yeah, and saying, trees. God, God did it. I mean, yeah. that's not that's not evidence. So the the idea of, of what evidence is is not understood at all. Scientific mm. evidence is very different from yeah. personal evidence and saying, "Oh, I've got experience of God. God speaks to me. Jesus." is in my heart but mm. that's not evidence at all that's that's just whatever's happening in your mind completely yeah. different to scientific evidence that's cost lots and lots of money and hard sweat and tears to actually mm. come up with and 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 not uh, notwithstanding the peer review process either indeed yeah. yes have having written a couple of articles myself for academic journals the peer review process is um, it can be brutal. It can be brutal because um, see, this, this is the other thing with, with with science. If you put a hypothesis out, if you put a, a paper out, scientists are the first people who are going to go wrong. You're wrong. You're an idiot. You're a fool. You've gone down the wrong road, and all that sort of thing. And but we'll do that. But so, and they'll tell you why you're wrong. Though. Yeah, exactly. They will tell you exactly. Why but you're wrong? But the point is that they they you know these scientific papers only get get through if you've basically got it right you know there might be some little bits and pieces which you're not quite sure and basically your, your hypothesis is right because other scientists go in they look at it they test it they do experiments mm. to either prove or disprove what you've just said mm. and yeah. that's that's why it goes so this is why you know when you talk about um things like the theory of evolution 
and it's and people say it's just a theory because they're again they're using that colloquial term it's a theory there's another like one something i pulled out my butt you know yeah. just some idea i pulled out my butt which might be right and it's not that theory is incredibly strong it's all the evidence that we have it's the you know, well-tested and well-tested well, well yeah uh well uh, well evidence not necessarily proven well evidence, well, yeah. well yeah. evidence explanatory framework yeah yeah, um, yeah it's just like like the theory of gravity uh, we yeah. we know it's there and there's research going on all the time to see see how it works oh, look we, we don't quite know yet but it, it'll get there yeah but rich according to the flat earthers that's because the earth the flat plane of the earth is moving it's up it's accelerating upwards yes um uh but but as I say, you know, so that pr that process, as I say, can be brutal, um, and they don't want to go through that because they know that it won't survive. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that we need to do as sort of a society is uh, is to make sure that we are properly educated to respond to some of these. Because I mean, I, I rem I'm going to go to one of the most intellectual sources possible. Um, there was a few years ago. Um, a series of Celebrity Big Brother, and one of the guests on select uh, on 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 this uh, on this abomination of a TV show um, was an actor by the name of uh, I think it was Stephen Baldwin, uh, one of the one of the great Baldwin clan, who is a hardcore evangelical Bible believing young Earth creationist Christian. And he raised the, I don't believe evolution is true, because, and he used the, the monkey's argument. And the rest of the housemates sort of like sat looking at him as if, I don't believe you've actually said that. But none of them knew what how to actually respond. Yeah. And, and I thought, if I were there, um, I, would, I would have had him um, metaphorically skinned alive. Um, but they didn't know how to respond. But that's so, interesting as well, though, Rich, isn't it? You know, that when someone says something which just sounds ridiculous, you know, something like like the monkey argument, like the monkey argument. You know, when when someone says that, you you notice that the the your average person it doesn't really know how to respond to that because. Mm. They haven't really thought about it, you know. They, they, yeah. A, a, a thing that we're accused of, and and um, I guess atheists and skeptics in general are accused of, is that we're just buying that argument. We're just we've read the book, you know, the this this book on evolution, and we've just believed it on faith. Mm, and that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just 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 to um, come come back. To that Andy for, for for those of you who are out there who thinks we we just sit around here have, having a good time and cups of tea uh, no we, we actually know what we're talking about because we've been atheists all our lives and the things we say are things we researched and read in great detail we don't just sit here and make things up um, as a lot of people who are religious just, just take like things a lot on, of religious on people faith. do yeah yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of hard work uh, and research gone in, into what we've done all the way through our lives. Uh, so it's it's not just something we, we we've taken on board at at all. You know, we mm. we actually do know what we're talking about, and we can back it up. And, and mm. do you know where a lot of that comes from is when you when you talk to a theist, and they come up with some sort of argument. Because when I first started, when I when I was first became an atheist, which was probably when I was about fifteen, okay, um, I had never really had that many conversations about God belief. This the concept of God belief. It never really sort of occurred to me to do that, and I didn't for years. And so I, I I knew I was an atheist. I called myself an atheist from about fifteen, but until I was probably. 25 even 30 i'd never really started having discussions and i'd never um i'd ask ask questions of my vicar when i was when i was a kid but you know i just went to work lived life did things you know didn't really worry about it and it wasn't until i was sort of like maybe 25 30 that uh, i started talking about these things and i started questioning things which is like you know 30 years ago now and 
I didn't know the answers to a lot of things that apologists would say. And I talk about apologists, I'm talking about sort of amateur apologists, you know, someone who just has heard that argument, uh, like the ontological argument or, the, you know, the, the cosmological argument, you know, or, you know, the argument from consciousness or the argument from design, you know, all those sort of things. Um, and they said, well, yeah, well, what about so-and-so? And I, and I didn't really have an answer for, for a lot of that. It, I, I instinctively thought it was probably wrong, but I couldn't argue against it. And that was when I started reading up more and more about things like the argument. From, what is the argument from design? What does it actually, what's, what's the actual, you know, tenets of that argument? What do we, what, what do I need to understand to even just get in the conversation? And, and so you can effort. imagine that most people, when they're, when they're sort of, someone's at your front door and they, they say, yeah, God exists, you know, look at the trees or look at miracles and look at, or look at these, this sort of thing and that. You can understand that most people just go, well, I don't, it doesn't sound right, but I'm, I don't even want the argument. You know, I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. So we've probably had to find out a little bit more. And, and it's been really good for me because I've learned so much. I've learned so much about the Bible. I've learned so much about more, more about science than I've ever done, you know, at school. Yeah. Because you have to read about this stuff to understand why, where are they get, getting it wrong? And how are they getting it wrong? If the information is there and they're trying to use that information in a misguided way, they must sort of know what the information is in the first place. But most people, you know, when you get people to the people at the door, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and you talk about, you know, the Bible sanctioning slavery or something like that, you know, mm. they have no clue. They say, where's that? And so pointed, we've got to know about that. We've got to know yeah. where that is, you know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've got I've got a few Bibles scattered around the flat at the moment, and a couple of them I've actually started keeping little sticky tabs. So if anybody does knock on my door, they don't for some reason anymore. I have no oh, idea can... why. Um, you know, Read that. Just, yeah. yeah. He's turning for the JWs. Yeah, and you know what? They refuse to. Yeah. They refuse to read it. Even though it's in their own book, they refuse to read it because they don't want to know the answer. Or, got... or you've you've read it wrong. You've not read it in context. You've, which is another one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You're out reading context, it out of context. Another one. Yeah. We yeah, should have a little few, bell, and every time we. <laughs> a few years ago, and th thankfully the the, the JWs don't come around because of the pandemic, which is uh, absolutely brilliant. Because I was really really plagued by them but a few, few years ago when i answered the door which i thought was a little delivery and then you see two people standing out oh no uh should have looked should have looked through the glass pane first before i did that um and i said okay right um i'll tell you what let's swap some literature you give me a watchtower because I, I do like the laugh and <laughs> i gave them one of the printed versions of the pamphlets we got on our uk website which explains exactly what atheism is Link below. Yeah, they, 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 they wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't even take it off me to see what it was. They, they just wouldn't wouldn't have it at all. That's after I said I was an atheist. Uh, well, then but they still wanted out. to chat to me, but they wouldn't yeah. take a bit of paper. Uh, well, I, and I would say to them, I would say to them, you know, look, you're coming to me wanting to give me your bit of paper. Why aren't you willing to take mine? Why aren't you willing to take it? They've probably Why been told not it? to. Don't well, get I, involved I, I in the arguments. That's what yeah. they're probably doing. again. It's a sales call, Rich. It's a, yeah, it's I literally know. a sales call. And I and I think we I think we do need to start turning these things around. And rather engaging with the arguments themselves, start engaging with why are you doing this. Or why are you not doing this? So you well, know, no, it, Rich, you, what you do is you ask them. Have you ever thought about moving away from God? We have a meeting. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the trouble is uh, when JWs visit your house, they're actually on uh, a, a training apprentice mission. So they have yes. to do so many and go out and do that. So mm. I've just given up saying um, I told the last lot who came a few days ago or a week ago or a month ago and the one before that, different people all the time. I told them, go back to your your uh, hall 
tell everybody and your elders, take my address off and never, ever come back here again. And they just send another two people. So yeah. it's absolutely pointless. So I just don't answer the door anymore. And, and in fact, actually, when one of the interesting things, actually, uh, again, talking to um, my friend who's an XJW, when they're going out in pairs like that, one of them is usually noticeably younger. Yeah. And they are being trained. And what he says is if you're really going to, if you're really going to do something, when you're engaging in, in conversation, talk to the younger one. Ask questions of the younger one. Don't preach to the younger one. Don't preach atheism to the younger one. No. Ask questions of the younger one. And and as I said, the th the thing with the pamphlet, you know, you expect me to take your pamphlet. Why is it unreasonable for me to expect you to take mine? Why is it unreasonable? You've come to my address. You're, for want of a better expression, selling this to me. Okay. So why won't you take what I've got? And not only take it, but read it. Because you know, but as you say, they wouldn't even touch the thing, mm. as if it was as if it was cursed or something, which they probably thought it was. <laughs> um, yeah, I think know. it was after I told them I was an atheist. So, I, mm. so. yeah, um, I was, I've actually seen a, a few occasions because I've, I've had this for the last forty years, uh, where an adult is there with somebody who is not just young, but a child, a child, mm. I'm mean, not a very young child, but you know plainly yet, um, you know, on the cusp of going to secondary school or something. So mm. they, they, they are they are quite young, you know, just into early early teens, and I think that's that's, that's very wrong. Mm. But the other thing, and this is, this is, I think, also quite important. Um, I know we've strayed away from Pratt arguments at the moment, but I think this is actually quite important. They're not coming to you, actually, to sell you something. They're coming to you expecting to be shouted at. They're coming to you to expect to have their door slammed in their face and for them to go back to their hall and say, see, it's an evil world out there. Look, look, at, the, look at the heathens. Um, you know, this is why we've got to continue having faith. To, uh, and it's about actually securing up their own belief system that the world is an evil place and everybody in it are evil sinners and we are the righteous ones because look we're the ones that are being shouted and sworn at we're the ones having the doors slammed in our face so again I, just a word of advice when they do come around be really nice to them yeah um and i'm always yes, nice oh yeah absolutely i know <laughs> i know but but what i mean is you know don't shout and swear yes ask them questions but do it in a polite and respectful way, even if you don't actually feel like being polite and respectful, because I know there are times when I really don't, when I see some of the absolute BS that they're spouting. But you getting aggressive very, 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 very rarely works. Very rarely, to the point where it's actually, I don't think, worth doing it like that. But ask those probing questions, you know, as I say. Um but I've just told you how that tree has come about. We know how trees grow. We know the chemical reactions that take place when you plant a seed. You know, we know how a seed germinates. We know how the seed takes nutrients from the soil to build uh, and, and um, to build and grow. We know how that happens. It's not a miracle. It's actually a well understood process. No God is required. And um, and you'll eventually get back to as far as they can go, which is where did the universe come from? Now, that in itself is uh, another Pratt argument because, yeah, we don't know where the universe come from. But making stuff up to try and explain it when you've got no independent evidence for the thing you've just made up in the first place uh, is not an answer. And as I say, so the origin of the universe, you know, because, because evolution doesn't explain where life came from, therefore it must be false. But that's not evolution's job. <laughs> evolution's it's a completely job. different subject, to be honest. And it's a completely it's different subject. Biogenesis. We, we, yeah. you know, which I do point out to quite a few people when, uh, when they talk yeah. about 
you know, well, you don't even know where life comes from. It's like, well, not yet. No, but that's the whole point of science. You know, we're, we're, we're digging back further and further. We're understanding more and more. And there is actually really, really strong hypothesis on, on yeah. how life began. And in fact, um, the fact, and the fact that there are already naturalistic hypotheses, even though there's yeah. more than one, but there are naturalistic hypotheses of how life came about. They are already better if you use the principles of Occam's razor. They're already better explanations than God did it, because mm -hmm. God doing it is actually probably you know the invoking of this incredibly complex supernatural being for which there is no evidence at all is not as good an answer as any answer that's bound in natural forces which well, we know is lazy i mean this is the whole the whole thing you know i mean what there was that that phrase you know science is hard religion is easy people are lazy Mm. Uh, and that that's really the, the bottom line to it you know when you when you put something like you know orange origins of the universe um mm. well we don't know what did it well i know it's god i mean it's just like incredibly lazy answer to start with mm. because you don't know i mean i've actually questioned people how do you know god started it yeah and because i've know, been told you, <laughs> as you said you've got no proof just 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 coming back to the 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 monkey ev evolutionary argument P people who come up with that they're they're not spouting it out out their own heads that they're, they're actually spouting what their religious leaders have said or mm. what other other people have told them so they've never thought about it for themselves and i know uh from experience it's absolutely pointless to say look you're completely wrong on this i really suggest you go off and, and uh read about evolution uh, and i think now that's a silly thing to do because one they're not going to do it uh, and I've been studying evolution for the last forty years, so and I and I, I still haven't gotten got to the bottom of it. So that's that, that, that's not going to happen at all. And you know, evolutionary science is evolving, excuse, excuse the pun, all all the time. So you have to you know be running to keep up with the, the scientific advances. So you know, telling a religious person to go and read about evolution is not going to work because well, they public, wouldn't know um, where to start. The general public don't um, actually don't understand evolution. I don't fully understand evolution. Um, but yeah. the, the, the concept, you know, the, 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 the general concept of evolution is completely understandable. The, the, you know, the, you know the, the basics of evolution is completely understandable. And when you read about specifics, mm. you know, some you know, specific parts of that to you know try and understand how things fit together because you're not you're not you're not a, a an evolutionary biologist you know you, you you're yeah. not going to university to try and find this out so there's got to be some some way of just trying to understand it on a very basic level mm. well i mean and great, there's, great there's example. a lot of good books about that you know yeah great example actually was myself i mean i didn't really understand evolution at all until I read, would you believe, The God Delusion. Mm. And the chapter that Richard Dawkins had in The God Delusion on evolution. And that actually blew my mind more than the than the um, the anti-religious stuff in there. Although that was fantastic reading. Um, because I always believed that evolution itself was a chance process. And I was actually happy with that anyway. And when I started reading, and he said, evolution is not a chance process. Yeah. And I thought, what? But I was thought, it was. And I was in my 30s when I read that book. You know, um, and I, and I, and I, it's not a chance process. Uh, and I was already, you know, I was already a believer in evolution because it, it made sense to me that um, organisms change over time. And I started reading the detail. And after reading Dawkins's book on on religion, I started reading his actual books on evolution. In fact, my favourite of his books now is Unweaving the Rainbow, which I think is a, a great book about seeking um, meaning through science. And uh, that's my favourite of his books. Because uh, he did that, the selfish gene, didn't he? As well, yes, um, that was well. that was that came out in the seventies. Yeah, seventy three, I think. Yeah. Actually, do, do you know the interesting thing about the this whole concept? is that if you you know you, you you don't really understand it you've got you've got you can read the basics 
about it and you can and you can bring that on board and understand how that actually works mm. but you know if if you if you look at the way uh, a, a a theist would argue against that mm. you look at the this concept of change you know the, these words matter when we're talking about these things and again another pratt argument is how could it just happen by chance and 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 the, and the it's problematic when you use things like words like uh, chance in there because it it gives the impression that it's a magic trick in some respects and that's what they want to believe again strong argument, argument isn't and their argument isn't a magic trick yeah, I know, I know, but it, but it, it, they've got to they've got to fight back with something. So, you know, but using using some specific words, which, um, you know, it can you know things come by naturalistic means, let's say. But what the, are they? And that's what we're 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 sort of going into. But the argument that we get all the time is that you're just believing evolution on faith. How could it just come into existence from nothing? You know, and we, and we never argue know. that. It, that there's nothing and if yeah. and if, it, if if there's something called nothing then it's not nothing you know <laughs> so words mean a lot in this and, mm. and just random chance is the 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 thing that's thrown at us all the time evolution apparently is just random chance i mean it's not you know, random chance no i mean the mutations within dna yes they are random but the survival of those mutations is not a matter of randomness. This is you know, where they get 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 things mixed up because yeah. the word in there is random. So they think the whole thing is random. So it's just all random. And it's and, no, and this is this is why it's so difficult to explain to people about yeah. things like evolution because they keep on coming up with these words, latching onto them, applying it to the whole. Mm. So so according to to uh, theists and creationists and all those sort of people, you know, it just came by chance. It, it, it's completely random. There's no point to it. Well, we've got something which has got a point to it, and it's yeah, the loving and, God, yeah, look, you know, who created it. Random has got a, a very specific scientific term in it and the relative. Yeah, yeah well, this, this, is, this, is, this is what I'm saying. So words have a specific scientific meaning, yeah. like and theory that... and random. But there's also the colloquial version of those words. Yeah, yeah like street speak, uh, random. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. like teenagers sit, 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 sit did. But they also got um, you know religious people, creationists who try and kid you that they they're aware of evolution, and then they go and spoil it by saying it's got some sort of intent. Uh, yeah, the purpose is like, like it's got it's some like sort of agency. Yeah, <laughs> like there's some sort of agency behind it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's when it's when you I was I was just actually about to come in when you said the word purpose. You know, well maybe there is no purpose uh, beyond maybe, uh, but it's not even a conscious purpose. Survival, 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 is, survival but it, it's not a purpose. The, but the, that's the, not a purpose. Evolution survival, does not have a purpose. No, it doesn't. There's no agency behind it that's promoting a purpose. And then they go into, well, if there's no purpose, what's the point? Another one. Different argument. <laughs> a different, yeah. And, an, and another Pratt argument. You know, yeah. if there is no purpose, then, you know, what is the point? And he said, well, does there need to be a point? Oh, you but, see how difficult this is, you know, so, mm. you know, saying, go, we'll read about evolution. Yes, you can, you, can, you know, get a concept with the, the basic process of it. Mm. And, you know, for all these years, I thought I had a pretty good handle on you know, evolutionary processes until I started to read a book, which is about this thick, called Speciation, which is a, a, science, a very scientific book. And my head was spinning. It really was. Uh, and I had to lie down in the dark room after. Yeah. Thing, you know, and the, we the, accept the, the concept. Practice. Yeah, indeed. So it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So anyway, this, to, I, I to, think that's what we've we've covered a hell of a lot on the. Well, uh, just the just argument. my usual final question then: What do we do about these pro arguments? <laughs> do we continue arguing them? Do we continue signposting people to things? I mean, for example, yeah, um, you know, um, I'm sure people out there in the atheosphere know Aaron Ra. He's done a a whole series of videos called uh, the Pratt List uh, and addressing um, fifteen of these arguments. 
that he has encountered over the years, which is very good. And I'll uh, I'll send the link and we'll put the link into that uh, playlist. You know, they're not difficult to understand the way he describes them. Um, so, you know, continue planting seeds. But, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I but mean, we, we've already done we've done a, a a couple of the sort of the biggies, you know, the yeah. uh, cosmological, and I think we did the uh, ontological argument. We did the ontological. No, we did the teleological, and we did the cons uh, the we did the teleological argument. We did the um, cosmological argument, and yeah. we've done the argument for morality. Argument for morality. So I think you know th this is one of the things that is a a good platform for us to to. Just talk about some of those. Uh, we'll we'll do a few more of those, and you know some of the biggies, mm. um, uh, and then might maybe just like mop up with a, another podcast with you know the top ten smaller ones or something like that. Because yeah. Yeah. and and it might be it might be actually quite nice um, when they're available. Our um, our ex theist um, hosts when they're both available, bring them on and ask them what these arguments were like when they were believers yeah and where they were coming from when they were believers and i think that would be a really interesting podcast um to to examine that from their former point of view rather than us of course making assumptions about religious people because we've never been religious people we can only act on what we see act and interpret on what we actually see and encounter it'd be really nice to get it from uh, from the horse's mouth, as it were. Not that our, not that our um, ex-believer friends are horses, of course. Um, but um, yeah, so it'd be really nice if we could do that at some point. But yeah. as ever, um, folks out there, if you've got any ideas or what's your favourite Pratt argument? What is your favourite Pratt argument? And post it in the comments, and uh, maybe we'll dip into that and, and and have a look in a future podcast on on what some of your favourite ones are. I still yeah. want to uh, use the acronym Pratt, though. I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we, we just, you know, continue planting seeds, as, as you know, we, we've said, said before, being polite and asking us, you know, key questions. Who mm. told you that? And how do you know that? Are you even listening to the words that I am saying to you? You know, when I'm explaining this, are you actually listening to me? Yeah, it's the pro processing of the words, isn't it? Look, guys, I think that's, that's uh, absolutely perfect. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Um, click on the little link below. Just subscribe to that channel. <laughs> it's growing every month. So oh, yes. Yeah. So thank you, everybody um, out yeah, there so that the, has... Yeah. Subscribe and uh, leave comments, ask questions, all the, do all the usual things, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye, everybody. See Bye. you soon. Well, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment. And, of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.